to the HTWR podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Jane. And I'm Freddie Ham. And we got another dub. Freddie, we got another dub. We got four dubs in a row, Maddie Jane. Four dubs. We got four dubs. And hasn't it been just a crazy, just crazy week for the NFC East? Like, what in yeah. the world? First of all, last weekend, Giants beat the Seahawks. No one was expecting that, and that really put a damper on things for us then we turn around and we beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers and then while our game's going on all of a sudden Philadelphia is gonna mess around and beat the Saints with Jalen Hurts and their crazy quarterback situation it's just crazy stuff but I don't really care about what else is going on the division all I care about is yo we in first place first place and in the in the words of Ricky Bobby, one of uh, my biggest influences in life, if you're not first, you're last. Four straight wins. It's our longest winning streak, Maddie Jane, in four years. Longest since 2016. Wow. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And you know, something else, there there was something that happened today. Now, remember uh, last week we talked about the last time we'd beaten the Steelers and like I literally wasn't born yet. And you were what? I was a baby. Yeah, you were a little baby, like fresh out the womb. Well, uh, I have another one for you. We, another thing happened, okay? So this is the first time that Washington has won a game without an offensive touchdown since 1992. And guess what? Again, I wasn't born, okay? I wasn't, the, I wasn't born the last time Washington won a game without scoring an offensive touchdown. You weren't born and I could not walk. This is becoming a thing and I'm here for it because you know what? It means that we're doing something right and it feels like we're doing something right. I feel like we don't win games the way that we won this game. But we do now. It's like, wait a second. Now we do win these games. We don't fold. We do get better as the game goes on. Also, you know what else we do, Freddie? Uh, we wear the white on whites while we're doing it. We wear the white on whites. Two weeks in a row. What? We went from, when's the last time we wore these, to two weeks in a row and one? 2009. We've worn them twice. We've won in them twice. So you remember last week, I texted you and I was like, hey. Yes. What if some special stuff happens wearing the white on whites? You remember that? Yeah. We all know, listen, we all saw what happened with Cameron Curl. But can I just tell you that when he front flipped into the end zone on that pick six, I'm not kidding you. And I know, like, I know we talk about it all the time. I'll be like, I'm crying. I'm crying. And sometimes I am crying. And sometimes I'm not. I understand. But legitimately, as soon as he started flipping, my eyes welled up. Like, it was like immediate. It like hit me like a ton of bricks. That moment, and not only that, not only that, that was a special moment. I want you to have your moment on it too, Freddie. But also, when Chase Young, and I told you this when I was texting you, because it was immediate. As soon as Chase Young picked up that fumble, when he recovered that fumble, and just picked it up instead of falling on it, you know, a lot of guys are just going to fall on it, whatever. He scooped that thing up and started running to the end zone. It reminded me of one guy. And listen, we had two moments in this game where I legitimately was like thinking of one player. We all know that player. And not only did that happen twice in the game, but we were wearing the white on whites. This game, those moments made this game. And obviously they were like the two biggest plays of the game and they were our touchdowns. But those were special moments because they like both, they took me back. 
and it was it was amazing. Cam Curl with the 76-yard pick six. Mm. 76? And Chase Young scooping up that fumble and running. He ran like 50 yards, too. People don't realize that. He ran half of the field, and the whole team running along with him. Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young. They're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. It is magical. This season is really starting to feel like magic. Maddie Jane, I've been waiting for this moment for a very, very long time. I finally get to speak to the OG podcast guest. Ken, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you feeling today? How, how are you feeling after a, a big win? Well, I think I was like everyone else. Didn't know how that was going to finish. The yeah. They kind of gave us a little bit of a heart attack at the end. They held on somehow and got that fourth straight win, and it's really good to be with you. I don't talk about this a lot, but before HTWR, I did start off as a solo podcast, and that was um, a different time in my life, but Ken was my first and I believe my only guest ever. So definitely special to have you on with Freddie doing it. I'm so excited. So let's get into this game. Ken, right off the bat, something that I observed really early on, Alex Smith just seemed off. I know he didn't play the second half of the game because of his calf injury, so, and I don't know if maybe that might have had something to do with it if he wasn't able to step into his throws, but it was very apparent early on that he was just off. What did you think about that? I think that was pretty obvious to everyone, but in the second series, it was pretty obvious that Alex was having problems. He was having trouble putting that right foot forward and planning it and getting a good throw. So obviously, the calf injury was, I would say, more than affecting him. It obviously prevented him from going in the second half. He was truly struggling. Struggling. He really was. Speaking of struggles, the defense allowed more yards in the first quarter of this game than they did in the entire game against the Steelers. Well, that's true. But then they clamped down by the second quarter and into the third quarter, obviously, The two big turnovers helped. But the final quarter, San Francisco was moving the ball once again. They almost pulled it out. If it wasn't for a couple of penalties, we might have had a different outcome. I feel like it was it's tough situation for the defense just because they were obviously on the field so much of the game and, and what this defense is and who they are, which I truly do believe is a uh, bend but don't break mentality. They have performed really, really well especially from can we just talk for a second i may be a homer i think it's the case but let's just i think you are a homer Montez sweat and chase young are they the best uh defensive end duo in the league what is starting to happen between them they have to be in the converse conversation of at least the top three they're acting like brothers it's amazing i'm obsessed with them so ken how do you do what do you think well i think what's helping them is two things they're young and they're healthy and some of these teams have pretty good defensive lines and dual defensive ends that are just as talented if not more so than montez sweat and chase young but the difference is right now they have young fresh legs and they're healthy and i think as the season is progressed They've been able to slowly but surely establish this rapport. I would say about the last four to six weeks, they've been able to develop that relationship. We'll see what the final three regular season 
games bring if they get any playoff games that's obviously good but what they've established together in recent weeks could play well far into the future Obviously, Chase Young is on his rookie deal. Montez Sweat is on his rookie deal. I'm sure we'll exercise the fifth-year option on both of them. Both of them are just athletic freaks, both first-round talents. So we'll have these two young studs for the next four or five seasons. Do you believe the potential is there for them to be maybe the top defensive end duo in the league within the coming years? Uh, definitely so. Living down here in SEC country, I got to see Montez Sweat for a couple of years at Mississippi State, and I just came away just blown away with his speed. He has 4-4 speed. When you see him batting down passes game after game after yeah. game, that just speaks to his speed. Chase Young doesn't have that kind of speed, but he has a similar build. He's just got a motor that doesn't quit. So I think you look at the positive attributes of both players, they just complement each other so well. And I think with Deron Payne and John Allen on the inside and the inevitable return of Matt Ioannidis next year, this is going to be the best defensive line in the league for many years to come. Amen. Amen, Ken. I 100% agree with you. So obviously Alex went down. We talked about it with the injury. Dwayne Haskins came in for the second half of this game. How confident did you feel um, seeing him come out of halftime as the starter? What really stood out for me for Dwayne Haskins in the second half is that he didn't make any monumental errors. No, he, you could tell he was rusty. You expect that. But he, did, he didn't make any glaring mistakes. I'm being honest here. There are people that are going to be nitpicking at him this week. It wasn't the prettiest. I don't think anybody's going to say it's a great performance by any stretch of the imagination. But he did what he needed to do. You know, maintain the lead. The defense, they went above and beyond the call of duty. Dwayne Haskins managed this game, at least to the point where he needed to, to get the victory. Well, Ken, I know that you said a lot of people are going to nitpick, and I just want to address this because I feel like this is one that's going to come up, and uh, I'm going to be a little bit nitpicky here. That pass that Dwayne Haskins threw where he sailed that ball over Terry McLaurin's head where he was wide open on the slant, it's been the knock on him since college. It's been his biggest bugaboo is he gets antsy, he gets excited back there, he sails balls, and he does it in the worst way. He throws that ball high in the middle of the field, and it's a recipe for disaster, and I do not see him breaking that cycle, Ken. It's a good point. Right now, if Alex can't go next week... Don't now, you put that evil on us, Ken. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on us. But if Alex can't go next week, does Dwayne Haskins come in or do they go to the rookie steven montez yeah sure <laughs> oh god i don't think we have the strength hey listen i don't know i don't i think it's a fair discussion it is it's but you know let me say th this he did what he needed to do in this game do i have confidence he could do it against seattle washington is going to be likely a huge underdog in that game and rightfully so but i just don't think Dwayne haskins right now can take the reins and beat a Seattle. Yes, he did sail, you know, passes. And there was a couple, t there was one time when he held on to the ball too long and took a needless sack. He needed to get rid of the ball. There's still problems there. I still say he managed the game. He did do that. Yeah, and we still came out with the win, so we can't be too upset with that, I guess. Got that dub. But 
We got that done. That's all that matters Fourth at the end of the day, row. right? It's feeling good. So, if Alex Smith starts against the Seahawks, I feel pretty good. If Dwayne Haskins starts about against the Seahawks, I feel less good. Great stuff, Ken. Great. Gosh, yeah, I could sit and listen to you talk about this team all all day. You know what it is? It's that soothing voice with that slight southern drawl is what it is. That old Virginia accent. Just two Virginia boys chopping it up, right? Absolutely. And one Virginia girl. Hello. I'm here. Hey. Okay, three Virginians <laughs> chopping it up. So, Ken, one important thing that we got to hit on, Maddie Jane and I were always going back and forth about this, but now it's that time of year. There was a really big game in the ACC <laughs> this past weekend, Battle for the Commonwealth Cup, and uh, I think we all know the result, don't we, Maddie Jane? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I... She doesn't sound. She doesn't sound too vocal about this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, Fred. You didn't have to bring this up. You know, we could have just like talked about, to. you know, our team that we all like. You know, that we all, you know, agree on that one. But of course, you have to, you know, bring this up. So go ahead and say what you want to say. You're like the biggest Tim Settle fan. You like Tim Settle. You like Kendall Fuller. He also plays best. for Washington now, so, I'm you just know. saying, if you want to make a list of the players that have been great for Washington that have come from Tech versus the ones who have come from UVA, like, don't even go there. Well, I don't want to make a list, so just go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about. And well, then that's we'll fine, be... Maddie Jane, because I have made a list. It's in the mail. You'll get it by Christmas. And he has checked it twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, don't try to pit me against my former players for my team, okay? I just think of them in the burgundy and gold, and that's it. Once they leave college, it's burgundy and gold, and that's it. I don't look at any other colors, okay? Okay, okay. Logan Thomas, okay. Getting into this game, though, and I talk a lot of trash, quite obviously, right, Maddie J? Too much. It seems like it. Yeah, if he can tell from this one, yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, it's true confession time, okay? I did not think my Virginia Tech Hokies were going to win. I thought it was going to be an absolute shellacking. I thought UVA was going to win it running away and that they would hold on to the Commonwealth Cup for another year. But that didn't happen. And I know I was really surprised, but uh, Ken, I, th I think you said something about you weren't particularly surprised. You know, I'll always cheer for my alma mater. And we'll always be good at uh, basketball as well as some of uh, the so-called minor sports out there. But football has never been really a strong thing for UVA. I've always been realistic about UVA football. Whenever we win, that's great. And whenever we win the Commonwealth Cup, that's nice. But I'm much more realistic about the program and what to expect from them. So it's like I told you the other day when we were talking a little bit about it, I felt like like Virginia Tech was going to have a pretty strong edge in this game. They first had the revenge factor from Virginia winning last year. Plus, Virginia Tech was playing at home. So there were two big factors that I was thinking about. And I really felt like Virginia Tech was probably going to win by about three touchdowns. It wasn't quite that margin, but it was close. So it didn't surprise me. I love my UVA Cavaliers, but we're not a football school. We're obviously a basketball school. We're the defending national champions there. Freddie, since you decided to bring this up, I just want to know, like, how much fun did you have watching the game live in real time? Like, because you're such a big fan. I just want to know, like, how was it watching your team win? I'm picking up on your sarcasm there, Maddie Jane. Hmm? Never. I know, Maddie Jane, you got this thing, and I think it's very admirable of you that you don't talk smack if you don't watch the game. 
Mm -hmm. I had a prior commitment on Saturday, and I was not able to actually watch the game in real time, but I watched the oh. replay. You watched, watched the highlights. The, Did you get I, some highlights in there, Freddy? I DVR'd Freddy? the game, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, good job. Big VT fan. DVRs his game so he can watch it when he gets home. You know what, Maddie good Jane? Stuff. I have a hokey tattoo. Do you have a Cavalier tattoo? That doesn't mean anything. You just got to have money for a tattoo. You don't have to have passion. You're going to talk to me about <laughs> having money when you rep in the Blue Blood School? Listen, I don't know how that happened. I came from not much. <laughs> it was just a family thing. But listen, listen, I'm, I'm still not talking trash. The only reason I'm talking trash to you right now about it, and I know we're not even really talking as much about the game, but that's good. I kind of, that's kind of what I'm going for. But I'm only bringing it up because you brought it up and you didn't even watch the game live. So... Take that. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, let me tell you what I did. I'm the kind of person that likes to go to bed early and get up early. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that goes to bed around 9 p.m., gets up around 5 a.m. I know that's crazy, but I've been that way my whole life. But I knew what was going to happen in this game, so I saw quickly it was 20-7, to 7, and this was just before halftime. I understand they made it 27-7. Before oh, yes. Yes, but they did. I knew what was happening and you think yeah okay I'm abandoning my team and you would be right I think it was actually around 9 p.m. and I just I decided to go to bed I knew that when I when I checked the score I knew Virginia Tech was gonna be a big winner I was right so I'm glad I stuck to my schedule hey and I can respect that and you know why I can because you're on my side <laughs> So I'm not going to say anything, and I respect that. Because also, you decided to go to sleep, and that's my favorite thing to do in life is sleep. So I agree with you. I'll, I'll be a, a bigger man, too, and I'll say congrats to Virginia Tech. Um, not congrats to Freddie, but congrats to Virginia Tech. You played a good game, and you came out, you know, the victor this year, but there's always next year. Hey, Freddie, congrats, okay? Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. That that means a lot to me. And I just want to say, from a tried and true hokey to a cavalier, respect. Thank you. And likewise. Well, you know what they say. You can take away our cup, but you can never take away our khakis. <laughs> That's awesome. That is fantastic. <sighs> Let's talk about Washington football, you know, we came here for. Ken, this whole season for us has been quite a roller coaster, and I don't know how many more heart attacks I can have. I don't know how many you've had watching these games. Wanted to ask you, because you've been a fan a lot longer than we have, but having experienced all the different eras of this team, how you feel about this team in comparison to teams that Maddie Jane and I and a lot of our listeners weren't able to experience? Well, actually, I'll go back to the 1960s. Being a big Sonny Jurgensen fan that was a fun team to watch it's kind of reverse of what it is now the offense back then was prolific they were just incredible the defense just absolutely stunk it up now i'm, I'm not saying the offense today is nothing but you know so far this season the defense has just been incredible they're the reason that washington is where they are today but i don't think they're too far away on offense I think they need a few adjustments here and there, need a few players, and I think they'll be much closer next year. And the defense, I think, will be even better. Um, I enjoyed the team in the 70s, the over-the-hill gang, but I felt like the team had given up too much. And by the late 70s, 
they were rock bottom again. That was before Joe Gibbs came along, and we didn't know who Joe Gibbs was. Well, he came to Washington, and of course, the rest is history. He takes us to four Super Bowls, wins three of them. Really should have won that fourth one. That was just an incredible run. And now, since the early 90s, this team, this program, this franchise has been wandering out there for so long. They've had some good years. Yes, 2012 was magical. Um, 2015 was pretty special. And then you had playoff teams in 2005, 2007, under the second tenure of Joe Gibbs. But it just didn't feel the same. We're, we're talking close to three decades of futility with some good moments here and there. But I think with the arrival of Ron Rivera and these coaches and a whole new front office, I really think we're at a point now where Dan Snyder does finally get it. And I think Ron Rivera is going to be here as long as it takes to really get this franchise going as it needs to. And we're starting to see the early days of it right now. And just to put it out there, um, Dan, like like Ken, you said, I think that he may have learned the error of his ways. But if you fire Ron after this year like you did to Marty, we're all out. We are all peacing out. I'm out of here. We're done. I'm just going to say Bruce that. Allen needs to be gone, too. Oh, Maddie, Jane, and I had those conversations every day, Ken. Yep. <laughs> um, I haven't felt this way since the 1980s or even in the early 1990s with Joe Gibbs, with Bobby Bethard, and all those guys that ran the whole thing. So I'm hopeful at this point, and this is the first time I've had this kind of hope in about 28 years. In a nutshell, that's everything. And look at us now. Look at did, us did now. Did you ever think we'd be here? What a difference a year <laughs> makes. Yeah, when I think about what Coach Rivera said, he alluded to the fact, you know, we're going to start off slow, but as the season goes on, we're going to get better. And he nailed it. He absolutely nailed that. We'll take it. And you know what? We'll take that win next week against the Seattle Seahawks. Ken, thank you so much for coming on and bringing your perspective. This has been amazing. I think this has been one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done. So and real quick, before we let you go, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you? Burgundy Burner is my Twitter handle. It's all one word. You can also find me at Rigosrag, rigosrag.com, where I'm a contributor. I typically have anywhere from two to four articles a week. You'll also find me at uh, burgundyandgoldobsession.com, where I blog. So after the season, I'll continue to blog, but it'll be kind of different, you know, as my role now continues to grow at Rigo's Rag. But these are really the three places you can find me. Yeah, definitely make sure you go and check out Ken's content. You'll love it. And also, he has one of the coolest names in the game, Ken Burgundy. I'm all about it. So make sure you go check him out. And again, one more time, thank you so much, Ken. Really appreciated having you, and we'll definitely have you on again soon. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. I look forward to talking with you again sometime soon. Maddie Jane, I already want to ask Ken to come back on our show. That was so much fun talking to him about this game. But we need to talk some more about this game. This was the game that really solidified who I think is going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm. And I don't want to get too ahead. Well, no, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Defensive Rookie of the Year. That's how the NFL gives props. Oh, you said the magic word. So I guess that means we got to give props. It's props. You know who the best is. 
you brought it in talking defensive rookie of the year. And I just want to say this, okay? Before this game, before the game against the 49ers, Freddie, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that I was much of a believer in extraterrestrial beings. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's life elsewhere. Who knows, you know? And I don't really talk about that because why would we talk about that here? We talk about that here because guess what? We have an alien on this squad, okay? And that alien goes by the name of Chase Young. Chase Young is not a human, I think we can all agree that there's something different about him. He's from a different place. He is not the same as we are, okay? He's not of this world. He, like, really... He is not. I'm starting to believe that... No, he really is the predator. He actually he is, the, is predator. the predator. He's Literally. got some kind of camouflage on or some kind of shape-shifting thing. Say it with me, Maddie Jane. Chase Young, Young is an alien. And also, can I just say, on that fumble recovery you know what he reminded me of he was a ufo he was an unidentified flying object i felt like i was on a spaceship because nobody was catching that man okay nobody was catching him he like scooped the ball up and he had it in his off hand and he was just yeah booking and just, i mean and he was gone i was losing my mind as i'm sure you were maddie jane this might be the biggest props that we've ever done like he just deserves all the props and i feel like chase young deserves props from everyone he deserves international props don't you think yes direct from the uk andy burrows you got some props for chase young 49ers didn't have a scooby doo what just hit them chase young smashed them in the boat race and left chase get down the rubber dub you have earned it my friend uh, I don't have any idea what Andy just said, but everything he just said, 100%. I also have no idea, uh, rub-a-dub, huh? I don't know, but I do know what Scooby-Doo is, and I like Scooby-Doo, so props to Chase! <laughs> What's so impressive about Chase is he had a stat line in this game that was just, it was ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. It's a stat line that you get from someone that you max out 99 with in Madden. Come on, Freddy, give us a stat line. Okay, so one sack, he had two batted balls, he had a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and a 50-yard return for a touchdown. Not to mention the fact that he is always in the backfield just, just messing with dudes. He's like running... What's amazing to me is he'll get into the backfield, he'll be five yards upfield, he'll turn around and he'll run up and he'll make a tackle on someone 10 yards down the field. It's just, I'll tell you someone else who does that too, a little mini prop thrown in here. We've been giving him love, he deserves some love. How in the world does Deron Payne cover ground like a linebacker <laughs> being a defense? It's, it's crazy, right? It is, it is. But it gets me so hyped. Like, when, when you see a play downfield or something and you see Deron Payne making the tackle, it's like, what? What? Like, it is, I don't know. It just energizes me because it's like none of these guys give up. None of these guys on this defense give up. They're all going to be in the play. They're in it. And that is just, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. And that hasn't happened in your years past for us. But this defense is built of monsters that are going to be in the play until that whistle blows. And I'm all about it. So you gave some mini props, Freddie, if I may. I want to also give mini prop to uh, the the guy that is usually opposite receiver of main props today, Chase Young, and that's Montez Sweat. Okay, Montez Sweat 
is a certified baller, okay? And I think Chase Young would call him a dude, okay? I think that he's a dude. He's that dude. I think they're both dudes, and I think they are a dynamic duo. I'm obsessed with this duo. Oh, fantastic. And we talked about it with Ken. Can they possibly be the best defensive end duo in the league eventually? Can I make bold statement, Maddie J? Make a bold statement. It's been Freddy. a little while since I've done it. Do it. Always got the hottest of the takes here on HTWR. Right now, Montez mm -hmm. Sweat, Chase Young, uh -huh. best <gasps> defensive end duo in the league right now. Oh, it's true. It's true. And that was your hot take sizzling, because you know what? I agree with and you, Freddie. They are the best. It ain't close. It ain't close. What else do you even say? They're just so good. Look at them. Look at them. If you watch the game, and I'm sure you did, because if you're listening to this, you probably watched the game. You agree with us as well, I'm sure. They're incredible. They're so good. They both aliens <laughs> from the planet Shaq. I would not want to live on that planet personally, but... From the forced fumble system on the batting ball's galaxy. Uh, okay. Yes, that's true. And I'm all about it. I'm all about them. Jack Del I'm repeating Rio myself. driving okay. the spaceship. <laughs> With his mask finally over his nose. <laughs> Yo, say what you want to say about JDR, but you know what? One more. No, I want to give him props. Props to JDR for having his mask over his nose this week. Props. In all reality. Props to Jack Del Rio for being the defensive coach that we have needed for years. Yes, for real. Firing up his guys. Yo, when the defense wasn't maybe firing on all cylinders in that first quarter, they showed that shot of Jack Del Rio and... He was not happy. He was telling his guys what they needed to do, where they needed to do, and they were all just attentive listening. He's got this defense playing for him and playing for Ron and playing for each other. And that's been the most beautiful thing. That's been the theme. Everybody, everybody's seen it. Everybody that we talk to on this show, everybody that makes comments on Twitter, all of the pages, I mean, we don't have to say it. We all see it. This is a team that's playing for each other and playing for their coach, playing for the city, playing for more than themselves. And we haven't had a team that has played for something greater than themselves in, I don't know, you know, Ken, Ken said it long, 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 long time. And you know what? I think if they continue to play like the family that they are, I'm going to take that line from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson likes to say it all the time. He said it a lot when the Seahawks were going on their Super Bowl run. He said, why not us? Hey, I'm going to say it right now. Washington football team, Washington football nation, why not us? We can run the table. We can finish with a 9-7 and seven record. Shoot for the stars. Why not shoot for the stars? Hey, we already got the aliens. We already got the spaceship. <laughs> so why not? That's true. I love how we've tied this thing together. And it's, it's become something. Because this team is becoming something. Yes. And it's fun to be a part of. It's absolutely fun to be a part of. Ugh. God, I'm, I'm mad that we have to wait till next weekend to see this game. I'm ready right now. Same. I'm ready right now. All right. Should I call and ask, like, can we move it up a little bit? I don't know. Maybe we can hop a ride on the spaceship, set it to warp speed, right? 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'll be Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Boba Fett. Don't ask. Don't You're going to be Baby Yoda. Aw. Baby Yoda is adorable. Totes adore. <sighs> this is awesome. Hey, listen. Just keep the faith. Just keep what we're doing and believe in the aliens that we got on this team. <laughs> Can't wait to get that dub and to talk about it with you, Maddie Jane, right? That's right. <sighs> That's right. Until next week, we all hail together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. Say props, and then I always play the little, the little clip. You know, give props. Uh-huh. You know who the best yeah. is. I love that clip, by the way. It's a good prop. Yeah, yeah it's it a good is. clip. I will go online now shortly to take another look at that national championship trophy that we won recently. So moving right along, do you want to talk some Washington football? Or? No, no. I think, yeah, keep on going, Ken. Just you keep, notice yep. Freddie just tried to step in there real quick. Like mm-hmm. when I said, you know, 28 national championships of across various sports. Now, what I want you to do, if you want to, is ask Freddie how many national championships Virginia Tech has how many national championship trophies do they have in their case? Hey, um, Freddie, I don't know where this question just like came out of nowhere in my head. I don't <laughs> even know. But I just wanted to know, um, how many national championship trophies does Virginia Tech have in their case? <clears throat> oh, it seems we've lost Freddie, just like Virginia Tech. He loses. <laughs> no, okay, go ahead, Freddie. Go ahead. <clears throat> Are we talking te- team or individual? We're talking team. Individual, yeah, I know they have uh, a few. A few. Not twenty-eight. No, it's it's uh, zero, and it's just it's honestly a surprise to me that they don't have a national championship. But I just I honestly think it's a matter of time before they start getting a few i will say that or maybe not (laughs) all right so thank you for that yes sure